Do you need some encouragement this morning? Do you feel like you're in an ash heap of life? Well, I hope as we look at Psalm 113, I can give you a little bit of encouragement this morning on a Monday or this afternoon, whenever you're watching this on a Monday. Um, Psalm 113, he talks about people who are in the ash heap or in the dust. And so back then, let you let you know what an ash heap was. That ash heap was the place where people dumped their ashes after they burned their wood or their coal or whatever that was. And that's why it was called an ash heap. But they also went there to dump their human waste. They went there to dump their garbage. So it came to symbolize the dump, basically. And what's interesting as we read Psalm 113 is he's talking about how we can have praise and places we can find encouragement even if we're among those people that feel like we're in the ash heap and so I hope this simple word can help you today from Psalm 113 it starts off at verses 1 through 3 in what's called a, a call to praise we haven't talked about this inside these videos but a lot of psalms have this call to praise at the beginning and it's Usually just the guy starting off telling people, hey, we need to praise God and giving a few reasons why or how to do that. And you can look at these really as a way to encourage us on how we should be worshiping God, uh, even though it doesn't really, a lot of times they get kind of repetitive. For example, inside Psalm 113, he says we should praise God if we're his servants. In verse 1, we should praise God for the name of the Lord. And the name of the Lord was how he reveals himself and his character to us. It says we should praise him from the rising sun to the setting, so our days should be filled with praise to the Lord. And so he's calling us to be encouraged today. He's calling us to be joyful and, and praise God today. And then in verses 4 through 9, we get the why. And this is where I hope that this video can be an encouragement to you. Basically, in verses 4 and 5, he talks about how God is so huge and he's so big and he's so uh beyond us and it's important for us to realize that and to know that because we won't get the significance of the later verses if we don't have a big enough view of god we have to realize that god is holy that god is perfect that god is the creator of the universe you know he's not the the big man upstairs he's not the santa claus that we want he's not our our you know little old daddy he is the creator of the universe. On Sunday mornings, we're talking about that he is our king. And he is enthroned in heaven. And so when we realize for a second <laughs> that just how powerful and just how mighty and just how huge God is, especially compared to us as our king, as our creator, then verse 5 or sorry verse 6 becomes so much more encouraging because it says he who humbles himself to behold what's in heaven what's in earth when we realize just how big god is we come to appreciate more and more what it means to the fact that this god of the universe would actually stoop down to see us to see you that the God of the universe who is enthroned, who is controlling every aspect of creation, stoops down to see what you're going through today. 
And he doesn't just stoop down. He stoops down with his hand pointed down to grab you and raise you up to him. It says he, he reaches down. He stoops down so he can raise up the poor from the dust. So he can raise up the needy from the ash heap. And then specifically, he, he talks about to raise up women who are barren. I found this to be interesting because, like I said, on Sundays, we're going through 1 Samuel. And this psalm might be familiar to you if you've been with us because it sounds a lot like Hannah in 1 Samuel. And there's probably a reason for that. Maybe the psalmist here was looking at that chapter when he wrote this psalm. But he specifically talks about the encouragement of God stooping down to the people who feel like they're in the ash heap. Who need that encouragement. And God raises them up. He gives them joy. He puts them in places of prominence. And in that simple truth, there can be some encouragement today. What's amazing about this chapter is that ultimately we see that it's true, not just because of our unique situations and the stuff we're going through, but it's true because of our relationship in Christ. God can reach down and grab your hand and pick you up out of the ash heap because he came to earth as a human to die for us. Listen to just how similar this chapter is to what Paul wrote in Philippians, where he says, Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself or humbled himself, taking the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of man, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So Jesus... God it doesn't just say, and we can just assume that God reached down. Jesus actually demonstrated that God cares enough for you to get off his throne. And he came as a little baby in the town of Bethlehem and lived in this terrible world and died on the cross for your sins. And if Jesus, if God, the Son, would be willing to do that for you, we can have encouragement that he's going to be with us when we're in the ash heap of life and those situations too. So I hope this little short psalm is you read that today and it can be an encouragement to you today. And this is what I'd like for you to do. If God has been encouragement to you, if there's been times in your life you've been in the ash heap and God has helped you out, comment below about that. Use your testimony today to encourage other people. Use your testimony about how God lifted you up or is lifting you up to encourage other people today. Maybe somebody watching this video, maybe somebody reading the comments will be touched by your testimony just like we're touched by the psalmist in Psalm 113. I can't wait to see those. And we'll see you guys in a few days. Did you know it's possible to go to church all the time and still be immature spiritually? Now, before you uh, get, mad, get mad at me or click off of this video, let me read you what the author says in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11 through chapter 6, verse 3. It says, Now concerning Jesus, we have much to say, and it's hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles 
of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is an infant. But solid food is for the mature who, because of practice, have their senses trained to discern good and evil. Chapter 6. Therefore, leaving the elementary teachings about Christ, let us press on to maturity, not laying aside a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, and of instructions about washing and laying on of hands and the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And this, meaning moving forward, we will do if God permits. So, you can, in other words, is what he's saying here as the author of Hebrews is talking to this church. Is he's saying it's possible to be in church all the time and still be a spiritual infant. Now he, I want to make sure we get ourselves clear here because I don't, I don't want anybody to get the wrong impression. He's not talking about right now as we go through the pandemic. He's not talking about people who want to be with Christ and who want to go in Christ, but because go with Christ and want to be in church and want to fellowship and serve, but because of health reasons, you felt like it's better for you to stay home. He's not talking to you. Who he's talking to are are those of people, and I believe it's actually a large population of the Christian public, who coast in their Christian life. See, here's the reality. Laziness is not a Christian attribute. And I'm not talking about just laziness when it comes to physical work or, or to our jobs. It includes laziness in our relationship to God. You see, what the guy, the Hebrew author, was talking to, what he, the problem he was arising is there was these guys, that people that were coming to church all the time back then, but even though they were hearing teaching and coming to church all the time, the teaching they were hearing was weak. It was like spiritual milk. It, had, it was the same substance over and over again. It was surface level type instruction. It never got deep. And that was as much of the problem as the fact that that's what they wanted. They didn't want to go deeper. They didn't want to know more about scripture. They didn't want to know more theology. They didn't want to grow more in the relationship to the Lord. They didn't want to serve God. They wanted to stay only in the shallow end of the pool. And he says, hey, you might have been a Christian a long time, but you've never actually grown out of the spiritual baby stage of your life because you are only choosing to consume spiritual milk, the surface level stuff, instead of choosing to move forward into deeper theology, deeper knowledge of scripture. We're training Josie right now both to sleep and to eat. And I can relate to this passage because of what we're experiencing with her. Because when you're training a baby both to sleep and to eat, it's not easy. I mean, she fights it. She has to learn about it. It's messy. I mean, just yesterday, we were eating sweet potatoes and literally had sweet potatoes all over her face, all over her bib, all over her tray. It was everywhere. I mean, trying to get her to teach her how to move from milk to solid food is hard. Uh, she gets frustrated sometimes. The mess gets everywhere because she doesn't understand how to do it. But it's essential because she can't sit there consuming milk forever and be a healthy human being. 
And the same is true for our relationship with Christ. We can't sit for year after year after year and only seek to consume the easy surface level doctrines and the spiritual milk and not even attempt to go any deeper into our knowledge of God and expect to be a mature, healthy relationship with the Lord. And it takes you not, it takes work. It might get messy. It might be hard because it's new. It's because it's just like learning how to eat is messy. Learning how to digest the more deeper things of the spiritual aspects and deeper theology can get messy and it can be hard work. But what he's urging us here is that we, if we have a relationship with the Lord, we don't need to just sit and continue to take the easy stuff, but we need to always be pushing ourselves to learn and grow more. I mean, how do you know if you're doing this or not? Well, there's a couple of questions that can make it easy. The first question is, have you ever said, you know, I've grown up in church, so I know about the Bible. I know about God. I don't see why I need to learn anymore. I hear that a lot, actually, from people. Look, there's been people who are brilliant-minded, way smarter than any of us that I can think about, who have spent decades trying to understand who God is, who have spent decades studying theology and studying scripture, and have never said they felt like they completely understand God. And so if we go to church for a few years and feel like we've got everything figured out, then that's probably because we've only been drinking the spiritual milk. And we need to push on into deeper waters, into greater knowledge of Christ. Also, we can ask ourselves, well, am I any better, am I any different now than I was 10 years ago? Is my knowledge of Christ, is my understanding of God, and my, my understanding of Scripture deeper now, not just in breadth but in depth deeper now than it was 10 years ago and so the application what he tells them to do in, in chapter one is press on to maturity it's an act of the will it's like i said christianity laziness is not a christian attribute it's an act of decision of work to move on to learn in the messiness and the hardness to get beyond the milk into the solid food, into the deeper theology, into the deeper understanding of Scripture. So that we can come to say, hey, I'm not the same person year after year, but I've matured. And so, to help you guys with that, what I'd like to know is, is there any aspect of the Scriptures or any aspect of theology that you would like to go deeper in? I mean, we, we, I love doing stuff on Wednesday night where we have discussion. I, I love doing having sometimes doing sermon series on stuff like that. So is there anything y'all would like to go deeper in? Anything you'd like to hear more about? Maybe a passage you'd want me to do a video on? Comment on that down below. And so as we go through this time, whether we choose to stay at home or as we, we choose to go to church or as we're watching these videos and we're watching Facebook Live, let's press on to maturity. So we can grasp the solid food and know we've grown in our knowledge and relationship to the Lord. I'd love to have you join us Sunday if you don't have a church home. As we look at scripture and we do that here at Greensport Baptist Church. Know you can always get that. Get some good solid food there on Sunday mornings from our Sunday school teachers. From our worship director and from the sermon. So I hope you guys have a great weekend. Praying for you guys. and God bless.